0: Are you struggling to build your business and attract clients? Do you find yourself getting lost in the noise of what others are doing and feeling like an imposter? Well, today I'm interviewing sales coach Jillian Murphy and she'll share what it takes to build confidence so that you can show up authentically, how to attract the right clients and why community building is so important. So grab your notepad and let's dive in. If you're a female entrepreneur who wants to break free from the pressure and experience peace and alignment to live that life you've always envisioned, then this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. All my life, I've been self-reliant with a figure-it-out mentality. Starting with being on my own at the age of 15, overcoming drug addiction when I learned I'd become a mom at 19, and rebuilding my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote to now running the three businesses I've built. So I'm no stranger to pressure. My figured out mentality created systems that helped, but I still found myself headed to burnout. I learned to listen to myself and apply the most powerful tool I had, my own self-awareness. So I shifted to incorporate my true self and align my strategies accordingly. And now I apply this practice to every area of my life. I'm on a mission to help you develop a practice of self-awareness, to learn to value yourself so you can honor those parts of you in your daily activities and finally live that life you're determined to have. This is Determined AF. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm your host, Jamie Milam, and today's guest has been in the sales industry for more than 20 years, y'all. She was helping others grow their sales in the corporate world. And then, of course, COVID hit and she was laid off from her successful corporate job. And when that happened, she decided to jump into the online world and start teaching other entrepreneurs how to grow their businesses with more sales, specifically, how to sell organically and through building a community. She is Total believer in community. So, in her own business, she's generated over 650K in just 18 months, not even knowing how to sell through social media when she started. So, let me introduce you guys to Jillian Murphy. Thanks for being
1: here today, Jillian. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to pour into your community. I have been such a fan of you from the first day that I met you. Uh, Love your energy, love everything that you're about. So, I know this is going to be such an incredible conversation. And, congratulations on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I know I love this space. So I'm excited to pour into
0: everybody because I know that our growing entrepreneurs are going to get a ton of value out of today's episode too. So, absolutely. Um, you no, know, something that I love about your story is that you have kind of bet on yourself from the beginning. And, and one of those ways that you've done that and you've continued to do that is you you've hired mentors and coaches, you've gone to the masterminds. And when you were first you know, I imagine shocked, you know, by your corporate layoff, you leaned in on something that uh, Nick Harder had said to you when you attended the Fast Foundations Mastermind, right? Mm -hmm. And, And he had said that there were many people in that room that could use help Mm -hmm. and growing their sales and yet you weren't even quite sure like what the online business entrepreneurial coaching space all that you weren't even really sure what that was yet so let's start there I want to know how did you know that this was something that spoke to you in a way that you just knew you could fulfill that need and and what were the first steps to developing a plan to make this work?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I I had the skill set, right? I had the skill set for 20 some years in the corporate space. I knew how to sell. I knew how to build relationships. I'd been building community really my whole life. You know, I talk about this, like I built community as a cancer child. I built community in high school as a cheerleader. Like I built community, like really my whole life. So I already had these, you know, God, universe, whatever it is you believe in skill sets. Then I lost my job in the corporate space. I had a conversation with Nick Carter at a mastermind. Didn't even know what a mastermind was. I was literally there as such a fluke with some girlfriends like on this weekend retreat that I was on. And I remember him saying like, everyone in this room really needs your skills because skills is truly the foundation of everyone's business. Whether you're a realtor, whether you're a bartender, whether you're a waitress, whether you own a gym, whether you're selling Mary Kay, right? It really doesn't matter. You need to know how to sell. So I thought to myself, okay, if everybody is moving into this online space, COVID just hits, they need me. So I literally started a Facebook group and I just started doing these like random videos in there. And it was small. It was like, you know, 50 people, 60 people. And I just started with these little videos, like how to close more sales, how to have a good sales mindset, like imposter syndrome, comparison, like different types of closes. Right. And from there, people started to slide into my like DMs, right into my messages and say like, how can I work with you? How can I hire you? And I was like, okay, I think I'm actually like onto something. And that's really how this business started. And I always say like, it was very accidental, but it wasn't accidental because I was doing the things that needed to put me out there, right? Visibility, marketing, messaging, and I knew how to sell.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you, you knew that you could combine these two things, right? creating absolutely. community, but also obviously selling. I mean, you've been doing that. That was in your role. And yeah, you're absolutely right. We have to know how to sell um, no matter what we're doing. If you're selling yourself, you're selling your brand, you're selling your service, you're selling a product. It doesn't matter. You have to be able to sell or else you don't have a business, right? Yeah. And and I think for me, that's kind of why I love, I love masterminds in general. Uh, I love the podcasts, obviously, because you get a chance to hear from all different sorts of, Perspectives and strategies. And and I think that when we invest in ourselves through one-on-one customized coaching or like mentorship, then we're able to fail forward faster in a more customized way for us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we don't know what we don't know until we know it those sales can be very general, right? Like we can apply similar strategies to very different industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can take our time to go through that process painfully through trial and error ourselves, or we can jump into a mastermind. We can jump into one-on-one coaching and get there really much faster by investing in ourselves for a, a tailored service in mm-hmm. my way. Um, and so I, I'm kind of curious, since you've jumped into this space now of mentoring people through both obviously content that you have out on social and whatnot in your communities, you know, how did you decide exactly which models were going to work for you Mm -hmm. and work best in your business? And then how have you navigated like tailoring them to continue to best suit you
1: to be true to who you are? Right? Yeah. So Interestingly enough, and I want to actually touch back really quick before I answer that question on masterminds and mentorship, because I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Jamie's world, you're a high level person, right? And I think that a lot of times people think I need to either be in a mastermind or I need to be in one-on-one coaching. And I truly believe you need to be in both. Because Mm -hmm. they do such different things, right? One-on-one coaching is going to get you one-on-one strategy. It's going to get you one-on-one with a mentorship, but also knowing that like you and your one-on-one coach are only going to be able to see so far but then the power of a mastermind is really about the relationships in the room it's relationship capital it's about collaborations in there right so i join masterminds for very different reasons than i join one on one coaching right so it's like i pay to be in rooms with networks i pay to be in rooms because of collaborations i pay to be in rooms because i know i'm going to be able to get on stages or podcasts or different thinking ways to different think and just different opportunities when i'm in a mastermind that I'm not going to be able to get with my one-on-one mentor. So I think that so often people are like, oh, well, I already have a one-on-one coach, so I don't need to be in a mastermind. Or on the flip side, I'm already in a mastermind. I don't need a one-on-one coach. And they're actually such a beautiful power when you're in them together.
0: Yeah, let me expand on that really, really quickly because- Here's the thing about the masterminds is you get to learn from a variety of people of what they have tried, what has worked well for them, what didn't work, why did they choose whatever they landed on that they now use as a consistent system? Because people choose different strategies and methods for completely different value reasons than you do. And it may be a cost value. It may be an exposure value. It may be a strategy or legitimately a specific platform. Mm -hmm. You know, people may go with somebody to help them, you know, like thinking about systems, right? Asana versus ClickUp, you know, and it's, they choose different spaces for that. And then when you take that information in from a mastermind and you take that into your one-on-one coaching, now you get to test out how is this in alignment with me?
1: Mm-hmm. How is this
0: going to serve my business? What am I, how am I going to implement this specific to my vision?
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's so powerful. And it's like, I can collapse time by getting in rooms with these people and talking to them and like not trying to figure it out on my own.
0: Yeah, you just said it, you can collapse time. So by being in those rooms with people who are already having the $500,000 a month, you know, it's, Oh, cool. Well, now I can get there faster because I can learn from these people, what worked, what didn't work, what implements. And and it's not that everything that you hear is going to be the right fit for you, but you get to hear them, try them on. I like to say, like, we check in with ourselves to really like sit with it. Don't, don't take, you know, don't, like act on it so quickly that we didn't take time to think it through to see, is that just a shiny object syndrome or is that truly in alignment with me, my vision, my values and who I am authentically, or how can I tweak it to make it more in alignment with me authentically? And and I mean, I guess that kind of leads me back even to the same original question is after kind of moving into this online space, How did you decide, you know, what model was going to work best for your business and then tailoring it to
1: work best for you? Yeah. Well, one is one is I had the same mentor for 18 months. So, and interestingly enough, she is a real estate coach. So, you know, a lot of people that didn't make sense to a lot of people, they were like, we know, why don't you have a traditional business coach? And I wanted someone who had a lot of outside experience in real life business. And Raquel was putting herself in such insane rooms that I was like, I want to be part of that, right? So I picked my mentor based on where she was going and what she was doing in the rooms that she was in, right? And I really wanted to be in a business model that felt good to me. So even to this day, my business model is very much heavily on -on one-on-one coaching. And a lot of people say like, oh, you can't scale that or, you know, that's not, you know, you can't really automate that. I don't really care. I love one-on-one coaching. It lights me up. I have 21 coaching clients. People think that's insane, but I have been able to scale it. I run a very successful business, right? Because there are ways that you can scale it. You can put people on Voxer. You can put people on audio. You can do calls with some people. You can raise your prices, right? Like my my one-on-one coaching has been an extremely scalable model, right? So one, I think it's important that you understand you and what lights you up. Right. Um, I have a membership in my business. I have a mastermind in my business. I have never ran a course, never, and I never will. I never want somebody to learn from me from a video. It doesn't light me up. It doesn't feel good. I also know that the majority of people don't get results from a course because they don't watch them. So I don't want my like testimonials to be tied to something that people aren't going to usually, they're not going to finish. Right. So I could probably build a very scalable business model where people were buying into courses and running ads and doing all those things. But I know that the results are not normally going to come. I know that people get insane results when we work one-on-one together. I know people get insane results when they're in close proximity to me, like my mastermind, right? So those things are much more important to me than making a few extra bucks on like a course. So I think you have to also know yourself and what's important to you. Yeah. Um, I've also tried things on that I didn't like right? I've, I've had small masterminds. I don't like them. I like large masterminds. I like large communities, right? Um, I tried micro offers on for a while. Um, I teach micro offers, micro offers are an insane business model. You can make a lot of money on micro offers. I made a ton of money on micro offers. It wasn't a business model that felt good for me. You know, I think it's important that you are a student of different business models. You try different things on, and then you go with what feels in alignment for you. Yes, 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 yes. All of the uh, the yes, because this is something that I've taught,
0: um, you know, real estate agents even for years, which is there's so many different sources of leads that you can do for lead generation. And it's the same for an online business, as you just mentioned, one-on-one masterminds, micro courses, micro offers, master courses, signature courses, all these different things, memberships and so on and so forth. Right. But you, you can do them. It's just a matter of how are we feeling when we're doing them? Do they feel right to us? Are they fueling our longer-term vision of how we envision our long-term lifestyle to be? And here's the thing: is that can change, right? I mean, I I hate doing open houses. Does that mean that I didn't convert from them? No, I converted from them, but I dreaded doing it. Did I convert as many? as when I was doing expireds or circle prospecting, farming, so on and so forth. No, because I felt way better doing that. So mm-hmm. when I hear you know, running a, a big one-on-one business, I think to myself, I'm like, that is not how I want to personally spend my energy. Yeah. But you guys didn't hear Jillian say, well yeah, no, I'm not teaching that at all. Forget micro offers. Like I want to be in front of a big mastermind group and lead that. So I'm not going to do the small stuff. No, she didn't say that. She said that she tried it. That's not how it felt for her. Didn't mean that she didn't find success, but then you start to lean into the things that, really resonate with you because that's where your people are going to show up is that's how they like to learn, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to feed to the masses of everyone. And, and I think that this is, it definitely happens, especially for a growing entrepreneur, because the online space, it's obviously, it's very different than the corporate space. But since you're working now with a lot of solopreneurs, or even entrepreneurs with small teams, you know, as you, as you mentioned, sales is the foundation for everything. And it comes Mm -hmm. down to relationships, connecting, you know, community. And, and I'm sure that you've seen many people in the entrepreneurial world, just kind of like find it challenging to refine their messaging in a way that sells without being salesy and also actually converts. So how do you advise for those folks to overcome that feeling of like, see everybody else doing, you know, the courses or everybody else is doing the one-on-one, like for example, right? So Jamie doesn't want to build a huge business on 21 one-on-one coaching clients. That's not her world. But yet I see Jillian's doing it really, really well. You know, so I feel like now I have to create content that just sells that, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I know, you know, obviously, this is an example, because like, I wouldn't want to do that. That's not what's in alignment for me. That's not what's going to fuel my long term vision. But how do you advise growing entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. you know, how to overcome that?
1: Yeah. So the first thing really, when I sit down with a a one-on-one client or a private client, or even in my mastermind, it's like, we get really clear of like, what's the business that we're building long-term, right? I always say like, I can help you make $10,000 next week. I can help you make $10,000 next month, but I'm not here just to help you make cash quick. I'm here to really help you build a business that lights you up. So let's build a business that's going to light you up long-term, right? So we, I ask them questions like, how are you lit up? What is your energy like? You know, we, we work on like, are you fueled by large groups? Do you like, do you like launching? Do you not like launching? Do you like being in your stories? Right. There's a whole process that I really get to know somebody with. Right. So like for me, I love being on my Instagram stories. I like a lot of action going on. Right. I like selling multiple things at a time. There's a lot of people that that's very hectic for that doesn't feel good for. Right. So we create business models where it's very simple. We're going to run four challenges a year that's going to go into a launch. And that's all you do. Simple Simon, right? There's other people that like, they're very creative. So if they only had that business model, they would get bored. And then shiny object syndrome kicks in, right? There's a lot of people that love going deep with clients. So then they start creating like masterminds or courses, and they feel disconnected from their clients. Well, they feel disconnected because they're not having the opportunity to go deep with their clients, right? Right. So it's like, first of all, I really get clear of like, what does that, what does that feel good? Right. Then one of the things that I love to talk to my clients about is like really getting rid of all of the noise. Right. So like, if you're in my world, I talk about this all the time. I don't follow a single coach in my industry. I don't know what other sales coaches are doing. I don't know what other business coaches are doing. Cause I don't really care because as soon as I see that Em's doing this, or Rebecca's doing this, or Demi's doing this, or Raquel's doing this, I might think like, well, maybe I should build it this way. Maybe I should do it this way. Maybe I should charge this. And then I'm moving away from what is really in alignment and what's in integrity to me. So it's like, if you find yourself always being like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do this. I actually encourage you to like drown out all the noise, right? I even tell my clients, like, don't even follow me. Like if you're working with me one-on-one and you are just starting out, don't even follow me because my business is going to look so different than what your business looks like, right? You're going to be like, why is everybody buying from her? Why is everybody signing up for your stuff? Well, because I've been doing this for three years, right? My audience is totally different. My lead generation process is totally different. The way that I show up online is totally different. So it's like, I think drumming out the noise is so key, especially for entrepreneurs that are just growing. And then if you don't know, I want you to try different things on. So I have a client right now that's brand new. And she's like, I don't really know what business model I want. I'm like, let's try some out. Let's grab some one-on-one clients. Let's do a group course. Let's create some micro offers because you don't know what you don't know. And then the last thing I want to say about this is as you evolve, you actually will change. So interestingly Mm -hmm. enough, when I first started out, one-on-one coaching was my least favorite thing to do. I hated it. Uh, It did not light me up. I was not excited about it because I had to grow as a coach. I had to grow as a mentor. And part of the reason why I didn't like one-on-one coaching was because I was not confident yet in all the things that people were asking me. I was much more confident teaching what I knew. So a lot of new coaches don't like one-on-one coaching because they haven't actually stepped into their power yet they're actually not confident with like all the things. Right. So think about it. If you're coaching one to many, you're controlling the room. But when it's one on one, they're controlling the room. So a lot of new coaches don't like one on one because they're like, I don't know what this person's going to ask me. So they have this like imposter syndrome. They have this like, I don't know what people are going to ask me. Right. Also, when you're a newer coach, you tend to attract newer people, needy people attached people, people that are needing you for like a lot of the how-to and the step-by-step. I didn't want that when I was first starting out. So I was getting all these clients that were like needy and needed my attention and wanted me to help do A plus B equals C. As I've grown and I've evolved, my one-on-one client is very different. She's very self-led. We don't talk about A plus B equals C. We're talking about bigger conversations where I'm going deeper with her. It's the mindset of things. So as you grow, your business model probably will change as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. I'm going to go back. I'm going to kind of try to hit this, you know, a little linear drowning out the noise. You know, as a matter of fact, for the listeners, you can go to episode 17 and just is talking about how the overconsumption of social media can lead to feelings of self-doubt and imposter syndrome. and, And how do you overcome that? Um, And it's totally natural for people to experience. I mean, you get into it and you're like, oh, that looks pretty or, oh yeah, I could do that. Oh yeah. That looks like it's working. Let me just say, you never know what's really happening behind the scenes. And I know Julian, that you are really transparent about this, that there are offers that you'll put out and you know, it'll be crickets, you know, Mm -hmm. but the number of New entrepreneurs that are looking at that and they're like, wow, like she's definitely killing it with that one. But at the end of the day, y'all don't know. You don't know what's behind the curtains, right? So, It, it, it's really important to drown that out because that is where you get out of alignment with what is a in value with your own messaging and your superpower and b what is in alignment with that longer term vision how do you want to set yourself up what is going to create a space for you to build that confidence right yeah and and being in a space where you're stuck in that scroll and you're like, eh. You know, you're feeling self-doubt and self-shame and judgment. That is not a conducive environment. And you've got to start first by paying attention to your energy around that, notating like what what triggers happen during the day. I don't know. Look at the screen time on your phone. How much time did you spend on social media that you weren't actually connecting with people or commenting or in DMs? Instead, you're just on the scroll, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: so key, so key. I created a master, I created a masterclass last year and it was actually called behind the brand and it was my most vulnerable uh, masterclass I've ever done. So I actually suffer from a chronic illness. A lot of my audience knows that a lot of my community knows that I'm very, very open with it. And I actually shared what my audience and what my community sees in the forefront versus like what is going on behind the scenes. Right? So it's like, you guys might see $10,000 week, but you don't see that I had an $8,000 medical bill, or you don't see that I just had a huge launch, but I actually launched it from a hospital bed, right? So I was showing like what was actually being seen on social media versus like what was actually happening behind the scenes of all of last year. And it wasn't from a place of like, oh, look at me, or is like, woe is me. It was really about you guys have no idea what is going on behind the scenes behind the brand of somebody on social media. And I really pulled back the curtains. I pulled back the curtain of my finances, my relationship, my health, my mental health, all these things. And my audience saw like a totally different side of me. I was like, when you guys see like this post on social media at 1114 on November 4th, this is actually what was going on at 1114 on November 4th in my condo. Like this is how I was actually feeling, and it was like really eye opening for people to really see. Of like, you have no idea what is going on in somebody's life. You're just watching a highlight reel. Always,
0: I always say that because that's to me that is one of the most important things for a growing entrepreneur to understand. Is that first of all, if you didn't hear, you know, a ten a ten thousand dollar month, but you don't see the eight thousand dollar bill, so her why, her reason, her drive, to needing those $10,000 a yep. month is different than yours. You yep. may not need a $10,000 a month. Do you yep. know what your personal finances are, what your budget, exp- your business expenses are? What are the finances that you're saving for for that bigger life that you desire? It may not be the same numbers as Jillian's. Mm-hmm. So we don't necessarily need to build this world of should and shame around, oh, I have to have a $10,000 a month right off the bat. Like, can we celebrate the walking before we're running? The other piece of that, too, is In order to have that high of consistent months, she's also pulling back the curtains to say, yeah, that means that I'm having to show up consistently, even if I am in a hospital bed. So what are you willing to do to
1: have this thing that you see that others have, right? I have not missed a day on social media in 26 months. Now, I know that's extreme for some people. Some people are like, okay, that's extreme. Now, it doesn't always mean it's me. It doesn't always oh, mean it's right. me on my stories talking, but I have not missed a day posting on social media in twenty six months with a chronic health issue, with being in and out of the hospital. I mean, most weeks it's at least once a week. Uh, sometimes it's more. Um, I mean, I just I just shared a story recently. I had my largest cast month in the month of January this month, and I was in the hospital four times, and it's like. I was still showing up on social media. I was still hosting a masterclass. I was still opening a mastermind. I still have 21 one-on-one coaching clients, right? It's like, there's so much going on in my business. And part of the reason why I share this is because like, you guys are so much more capable than you actually give yourself credit for. You can hold so much more space than you actually give yourself credit for. And I did a post recently and you know what? I got a lot of flack for it and I'm okay. I'm totally okay ruffling feathers on the internet. But it was like, you know, you say you want a million dollar business, but as soon as you get a runny nose, you're, you disappear for a week. Mm -hmm. You have to have that drive. You have to be committed at all times. And what does commitment look like for you?
0: Well, here's the other thing I like to say, and and I think that you knew I was going to say this at some point, but it also depends on the systems that you have in place, right? 100%. Because I am a person that says, I do not want to have to stress out that if I have a stomach or, you know, I don't know if my son gets pulled over for the second time and now has 12 points on his license and <laughs> I spend the entire Sunday crying and trying to figure out attorney situations. Yeah. Like, I don't want that to postpone whatever upcoming launch I have yep. the the content that needs to go out and so I plan for that right yep. I plan ahead once you lose an assistant before a big launch and you didn't have everything like yep. templated or planned ahead or god forbid documented and then you're left scrambling doing it yourself yep. or your other assistant comes in and they don't know what the heck to do like that's going to be your first time that you say okay We've got to put a system in place so that we are not scrambling last minute, that we are working ahead, that we are giving ourselves leeway. Not to mention that there are platforms that can do these auto schedules for you. And really quick, before I, I move on, can we also just state that the bigger that your business is and grows, you also get to hire more people. Jillian is not behind the scenes by herself.
1: No, no, not at all. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I have I have an OBM, an online business manager, and then I have a CFO, Right. So, you know, going back to that large cast month I had in January, I went to the doctors on a Thursday and he was like, Hey, I need you to go directly to the ER and get a lumbar puncture. And you're going to be out for the next five days. Cause you have to lay flat for three days. And I was like, okay. And I literally voxered my team and I was like, Hey guys, I'm out for the next five days. And they said, we got this. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's all I, that's all I had to say. We got this. They contacted my clients. Um, I was able to obviously answer Voxer so I could still coach via Voxer, but I didn't have to worry about like sending emails, putting up content, um, posting in my Facebook group. Like they literally were like, I got this. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what, I will pay for that all day long because now my health became the concern and I didn't have to worry Mm -hmm. about, is this person going to jump in my zoom room? Do I have to cancel a podcast? What do I have to do here? I think I have to send that person an invoice. Mm-hmm. Um, that person might be overdue. It was like, they just had it. Yeah.
0: And, and you guys, it takes time to get to that, right? So it's not like this is month one starting yeah. out. You know, it's, it is First and foremost, like she was saying that it's key to have sales at the foundation of it because without sales, you don't have a business. Without sales, you don't have the profit margin to be able to hire the leverage or to even yeah. put into place the platforms to automate things, right? So you have to have those sales, but then additionally, it's being in alignment with how you want to show up and what you want to sell and how you want to sell it in your business so that you can create a space that allows for the what ifs In your business and in your personal life. So for Jillian, it's okay, I need to make sure everybody understands how we're gonna run like a well oiled machine in case something like this happens, Mm -hmm. right? So I I do think that that's really important pulling back the curtain. So I'm glad that you mentioned that masterclass because it is key in terms of helping people understand how to remain authentic to themselves and without having that judgment that you know that that comparison syndrome to somebody else doing it so much bigger or quote unquote better than they are mm-hmm. um you just never know what's going on behind the scenes and and again kind of talking about those stories or how something might look really great or how you said you know don't follow those people that are in that same space as you because you're going to start to stray away from your specific and authentic messaging. And I know that you're a big advocate for this, you know, reminding business owners that copying content that they see others in their space doing isn't going to work the way that they had hoped. And and that can be hard for a growing entrepreneur to not be tempted to, to go down that rabbit hole because they're still experimenting and trying out what works for them. They see what they think works for somebody else. They may not realize how many times that person has had to tweak that one offer or tweak that content or, you know, um, they, they just don't know what's gone on behind the scenes. And so what would you say, like, what are some of the best strategies you can recommend to help an entrepreneur or a solopreneur? First of all, identify mm-hmm. what's authentic to them and then turn that into content.
1: So I think the biggest thing, it's like, you know, so I really love to step into attraction marketing. I love to teach attraction marketing. It's something that I really, like, I really love to dive into. So you can't attract people into you. You can't be a magnet if you are not being who you are, right? So I think it's first getting really clear of like, are you even showing up unapologetically like who you are? So the way that I love to actually like dive into this is like, are you putting on different masks? Do you have like your Instagram mask? Then you have your coaching mask. Then you have your podcast mask. Then you have like your real life mask, right? Because then this is actually where you start to get diluted. You start to say like, oh God, like I'm out with my business besties. And we were really like talking about this issue that was bothering us. But like, I could never talk about that in content, right? But oh, I really want to. Then you're actually not tapping into like your own innovation, right? Or you're not actually tapping into like your true authentic self, Or maybe you're on a podcast and you're like, oh, well, Jamie really asked me a question about this, but like, I can't really go there because I don't know if her audience would get upset, right? When you're actually not tapping into like who you actually are as a person, this is actually when you actually lose like your magnetism. I'll use me as an example, right? I'm very no bullshit approach. I have a very brash personality. I drop a lot of F-bombs, right? This is a very rare occasion that I have my hair done today, right? I always have a baseball hat on and I usually look homeless, okay? So this is how I show up on most things, coaching calls, podcasts, stories, all the things. If I was showing up differently, let's say on a podcast, or I was showing up differently on a stage, or I was showing up differently on my stories, or I was writing like really eloquent content, okay? And then somebody hired me. Then let's say that I got on a coaching call with me and they were like, oh my God, this is not at all who I thought she was. Seven minutes into this coaching call and she's like, called me out on my shit. She's dropped like three F-bombs, eating snacks, right? This is not at all who I thought it was. You're actually doing your audience such a disservice, but you want to actually show up who you are everywhere because that is actually like the magnet. I always say 99.9% of people that slide into my DMs and hire me. And you guys, I'm a high ticket coach. This is what they say to me. There's something about your energy. I don't know what it is. I'm activated by it. I'm a little triggered by it, but there's something about you. I need in my business because I'm showing up as me. I'm writing my content from me. I'm writing about something when I'm annoyed or I'm pissed off or I'm excited or I'm activated, right? Because my audience is feeling that I'm getting on my stories and I'm just talking from the heart. I'm talking on this podcast from the heart, right? Like I'm not worried about, I don't know if I can say this on Jamie's podcast or whatever, right? Like I'm just being me. And that is when your audience becomes a magnet. But if I'm done, 17 other coaches posts and I'm copying their stuff, it's actually not my energy so people are not activated by it they're not feeling it right and then that is actually where you become just like a watered-down version and it might work for a minute but if you're doing that that is why other people are not feeling that have you ever followed a coach and you're like i don't know what it is about this coach but i just want to work with them i just want to like be in their space i i don't even know what they coach on but like like be in their energy i want to work with them i want them on my podcast like i just want to know them. That is the power of attraction marketing. That is like the essence of attraction marketing. And that is because whoever that is, is truly tapping into their own innovation.
0: Yeah. I love how you gave an example specifically of even how you can identify that. Like if you are out and suddenly you start saying like, oh, well, that might push away other people, you know, everybody's not going to get it or they may not like me because of that. Now you're starting to try to tailor to everybody rather than the ones that are going to be most like you that would benefit most from what you put out there that have the same alignment in vision and values that you may be a few steps ahead of them. And they're like, I want to be where she's at. And I know that I can be me doing that because she's showing up as herself and she has found success doing that. And, And that can be really tough to do because again, there becomes this like imposter syndrome, you know, but at the same time, it, it really comes down to that comparison and you don't know what is really successful for people on the back end. Um, the other the other question I, I kind of have in conjunction with that is how do you then take that and say, okay, I've now identified that that is something that I'm doing that I wish I was doing less of. How do we fix that? How do we how do we then still step into that truth in order to have the content that sells, that actually converts.
1: Yeah. So I think the the first thing really is like, again, checking in with yourself, whether, you know, that is journaling, meditation, breath work, you know, whatever, whatever that is. And I think the other thing is like having people in your life, whether it's a business bestie, whether it's a coach, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a free community, whatever it is, right? Having someone in your life that can see your blind spots because we can't see our own blind spots.
0: Yeah. And it's not even just your blind spots. It's, it's the, of the negative blind spots. It's the positive blind spots too, right? Yeah. To say like, oh my gosh, like when you put that out there, this was really helpful for me, you know, and the more things that you get engagement on or that you have people like literally just sending a message saying like, that was a really helpful tip, or I appreciated the message. I appreciated your vulnerability. I mean, that really helps you identify how you're when you are leaning in to your true self. So, you know, let me let me kind of close with this, Jillian. For anybody who is determined to build their business by selling online in both an aligned and an authentic way, what is the first thing that you would advise that they just like take an audit on in their business?
1: Actually, the first thing that I always say is like, how lit up are you about what you're currently doing? Like, are you obsessed with your current offers? Are you obsessed with your current business model? Do you love what you're doing? If you're not sold on what it is that you're doing, your audience is not going to be sold on it, right? I know the things that I've put out that I'm like so freaking excited about. That's the things that my audience is so excited about. And there are things that I'm like, hey, I have this offer, like kind of excited about it. That's like what happens to it, right? So it's like really take an audit of like what lights you up right now. Where do you want your business to go? And I think that is like the number one key. And it's like, you know, if you're doing something right now and maybe you have evolved or you have expanded, it's okay to start over. It's okay to like start from scratch, right? I blow business. I blow people's businesses up all the time with them. It's like one of my specialties because I want you to be so excited about what you're doing because going back to that attraction marketing, you can't fake it for a boomerang. You can't fake it for a launch. You can't fake it for the stories. Your audience can feel it, right? I always say like, you know, your audience can feel when you're excited. Your audience can feel when you're frustrated. Your audience can feel when you're faking it. So it's like, let's find something that you're so freaking excited about and then put that to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And,
0: And I just love that so many of these conversations that I have just really boils down to, you know, my principal foundation, which is awareness. You know, because if you don't have that awareness around what your energy is like on your offers, on your launches, on your goals, on your day to day activities, like what are the things that are your zone of genius and the things that just truly drain your energy and being excited about that? Because when you find that, when you pay attention to that and you get back in alignment with that energetic um, magnetism and that awareness that lights you up. Then you remove a lot of that pressure and you start to become in a space where you can work with a lot more peace because you are excited about it. You're happy to show up to do the work. And so I think that's absolute key is checking in with yourself and, and making sure that you're lit up, like you just said, lit up about what you're offering. So tell tell everybody where they can get more of Jillian, where, they can, where can they get into your space? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we definitely have podcast. It's called sales and social. Definitely check it out. We bring you sales and marketing tips twice a week. Um, and then come over and just say hello to me on Instagram. It's the Jillian Murphy. Um, I love to be in community and I love to get to know all new people. Yeah. You guys will get tons and tons of tips. You'll love being in her space. I love the coffee
0: chat with her weekly. So, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for carving out some time and pouring in some amazing, value, especially when it comes to just being in alignment and then how
1: they can use that for their sales. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to see you continue to grow in this space and this podcast and super excited to pour into this community even more. Thank you so much, Jamie.